it up for Ohio State. You've waited all day for this. Don't let that team stand in the way. He's going to take it to the house. 85 yards. Down the right side going Devin Smith. Got it at the five and into the end zone. Touchdown. The one show that's nothing but the Buckeyes. Oh. And Rucker for the touchdown. Kraft shoots it high on the right for three. Yes. This is the Buckeye Show. All right. What's going on, Buckeye friends? Timmy Hall here with you. It is a Tuesday where Buckeye Roundtable takes over the airwaves, so you get a little bit of something extra in your Buckeye Show podcast feed. So we really do appreciate you guys stopping by and checking us out on a night where we are not live on the air. We'll be back at it on Wednesday, October 5th. But I thought that I would have some fun here, and I always get you know asked a lot about you know, working with some of the different guys here at the station and doing some of these podcasts and we have studio space. It's really easy to do. It's just, you've got to be one of our diehard listeners to, you know, like you're here now, go that extra mile to go and listen to it. You know, unless I'm going to move around the dial, you know, filling in for somebody on a night where maybe the Buckeye show gets, gets slashed a little bit like tonight, but everybody's here and working. So they did not need me to do it, but it is, it is fun. It is cool getting to host with some different guys. I've gotten to do that a lot throughout my time here at the fan. And one of the guys that I have just been missing a little bit is Matt Hayes, AKA Matty ice. And you may as well know that Matty ice and Tyvis Powell, who has been sort of a regular co-host here lately on the Buckeye show, they have had good chemistry and good rapport and they have done a lot of shows together and they currently do our Central Ohio Toyota Dealers fan pregame show every single Buckeye game day. It's the pregame show that I used to do. Now, of course, I'm doing postgame with Beamer on the OSU Sports Network, which is a lot of fun as well. So I've gotten to do both sides of it. But I wanted to talk to Maddie, and I also wanted to have Tyvis in here as well. So you'll get three of us talking about really everything that we want. The Buckeye football, we get to near the end of our conversation, but we're going to talk about the NBA we got a, a couple guys here that I, I love to catch up with get, that just have a love and a passion for the NBA and basketball. We'll hit the Buckeye basketball team a little bit as well, and uh, we'll just have some fun. We'll catch up on you know what it's like for those guys to do that pregame show as well. So here you go. A little Buckeye show podcast extra. Let's get Matty Ice in here. Let's get Tyvis Powell on the phone. Let's dial him up right now. I mean, I don't really have the craziest set of headphones, but Mine are cheap as hell. Sennheisers, they're okay. Mine are cheap as hell. This guy's got free bows from Russell Wilson. He's got, you know, beats from Richard Sherman. He just has wow. free headphones all over the place. Man. Wow. That's what happens when you get to the league, huh, T? It is. Wow. Here we go. Here we go. And now I'm left with having to buy them myself. <laughs> it's funny how life works, isn't it? Uh, you know, you see, I just like to let it roll. So this, this is we're already going. We're already off, uh, off and running. This is a podcast exclusive for the Buckeye Show, ladies and gents, because there is no Tuesday. Buckeye Roundtable got kicked to Tuesday. The Columbus Blue Jackets, they just they f my world up this time of year. They really <laughs> do. Like it is, it is nice getting off the air at six forty-five, but. There's also something great about being there for the people for two hours every single night, but that's just that's just the gig. So Tyvis Powell is over there. He didn't have to come to the building today. He's hanging out with the kids. And Maddie Ice, 
Uh, we're the two guys that have hosted the most with Tyvis throughout yeah. the, the last year and a half or two by a mile, right, Matt? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's our guy now, T. And I've been telling him, Timmy, I hopefully he'll be a teammate for a while. But with the way that this dude's turning into a media rock star right before our eyes, you, you just got to wonder how long we're all going to be on the same sideline together. Right? Because we've seen this story before. <laughs> you and I, yeah. where we've had former athletes come through here. And look, it's great because these dudes are good at what they do. But I think when we're talking Tyvis Powell, we're looking at a young rock star, Timmy Hall. All right, Tyvis. Yay. <laughs> he agrees. <laughs> just, he agrees, clearly. <laughs> yes, indeed. I don't, I don't think that. I think I'll be with you guys for a long time to come. Um, you know, I just enjoy every day being on this, this station with you two. I'm, I'm glad that you two – allow me to even come on your shows and, and, and be able to talk sports with y'all. So I appreciate you too. I sure hope that the people love the kidding around that we always do. Cause it's, it's pretty much, <laughs> it's pretty much nonstop. It's relentless. I mean, it's what goes on in my household. Anyway, it's the relationship that me and my wife have. We just, we're ball busting all day long, just all day long. We've even taught our kid to be a, a ball buster. Oh, Jack's yeah. fantastic at it. Well, you know, what's funny is that my kids, is I really believe that's how my kids are going to be. It's, it's it's crazy how you realize how much your genes go into your kids. Like my kids are already naturally just goofy, and it I feel bad for my wife because she has to deal with this. <laughs> it's three children instead of two, right? <laughs> that's what she is saying. She her oldest her oldest kid. Oh, oh man! So Matt. Uh, it's it's good to see you, man. It's great to see you, I, man. We were we were talking before this. You know, it, it, it's fun to just you know hop in a studio and just sort of cross streams from some of the shows here on the fan. I think the last time Tyvis, the last time I talked to Matt was when we did a little specialty show for March Madness. Yeah, and that was one of my favorite times of year. And we were we were breaking down some of the brackets, and that was that was March. This is October now. It's crazy, I mean, geez, man. it's crazy. Just all over the place. I know you got a lot going on with the Buckeye show, and yeah, man, just doing the show every day with AR. We just don't cross lanes like we used to. You know, I used to be filling in on all different type of shows when I was still producing for Bobby and Anthony and Bo and Anthony. And when I had the pleasure of filling in with you, filling in with Mike and Tebow, man, that was a good time. But I missed the Buckeye show, man. I missed coming in when the sun was down and doing some talk with you, Timmy. All oh, those were the good times, man. God, it's just, it's so different. Tyvis, like you get it. You've gotten a taste of it too. And I don't want to do like the whole entire deal here. Cause we, the, the, the last time we, we had Tyvis on for one of these non non show little podcasts, Tyvis gave us a great look at, his whole path to doing this. Mm -hmm. So if you want, you want those stories, you want more of that from Tyvis into how this started since he was a player and trying to get into coaching and then taking this path instead, just scroll down in the podcast feed and you'll have that one there. But you you've done all different day parts, man. And you know, Tyvis, you gotta, you gotta really enjoy doing those live shows too for pregame. I mean, it's still really all Buckeye show stuff talking about the Buckeyes, but just a little bit of a different setting. There's something about doing pregame shows, right? Where you just, you don't need to prep as much because you've had the whole week where you've been looking at that game and you can kind of just have fun. It's almost like a celebration of game day, right? I actually agree with that 1000%. You know, you get up there and by that time, by Saturday, you know, everything, you know, what, what each team is thinking. You pretty much got what the game plan should be. 
and then going out there being with Maddie Ice. I mean, that that right there, we we be clowning on there. We have a good old time on there. That's right, and man. Sometimes it's six in the morning, and we be just lit, just having all the energy. So if anybody needs a little pick me up in the morning to get ready to go, and me and Maddie Ice on the noon games be rocking at six six thirty, and I'm talking about we got juice. Yes, sir. Matt, is that lit or loopy? Which which no, one that, is that's it? That's lit. It's definitely lit. It's definitely lit. It's six thirty. Like like it doesn't matter. Six thirty a.m. Three thirty a.m. You call me and T. We're bringing the juice for you when it comes to the Buckeyes. We got you covered, man. We got you. Let let me go. Let me go around the horn like this because I do want to. I want do want to get some takes on the Buckeyes and Tyvis didn't get a chance to break down the the win over Rutgers. It's not so much breaking down a win over Rutgers, but just things that you saw and uh, everybody's opinion on the fake punt uh, fiasco that happened. But I'll leave that near towards the end of this pod because Matt, while I have you and Tyvis, I know you guys are like me, big fans of basketball. And I think, tell me if I'm wrong, I've, I've taken you two to gravitate a bit more towards pro basketball in the NBA which is fine, which is great. I mean, millions of people enjoy that game. It's doing so well for a reason. I obviously gravitate a little bit more towards the college game, but just going around the horn, Matt, if you could tell me, just for you personally, what you like, the differences between the games, you know, what team you grew up following. I know you were a big Kobe guy. I think we were on the air together. You you talk about when was the last time we hosted together. I'll yeah. never forget that. We were on the air together when Kobe passed. But yeah, that was tough for what, me. What 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 is it has it been about that game for you uh, growing up? Man, I think for me, you know, my pops was a big NBA guy. So sitting down and watching a lot of NBA games with my pops is pops is all probably the reason why I gravitate towards it a little bit more now. I also think it's a it's more of a cleaner product with the NBA, which is totally fine, right? We talk about collegiate dudes hooping at this level. Those guys got a lot of figuring out to do, but there's just something about the NBA. You say better talent? Sorry to cut you off, like talent-wise. Yeah. And, and I yeah. think that's yeah. understandable, right? We're talking about grown men that have been doing it for a while uh, versus 18 to 22-year-olds, but I think that, and if I'm being honest, Timmy, the pettiness and the drama, too, that comes with the NBA, I'm a fan of because I'm petty myself, so I love the drama <laughs> and the pettiness that comes along with it, if I'm being completely honest. Uh, what about you, Tyvis? Oh, I just like the fact that it's a, it's a guy. It's a talent. You know, the talent is totally different to me in the NBA. You got guys who's literally superior. I mean, Steph Curry, one of the greatest shooters we've ever seen. Uh, LeBron James, probably one of the best athletes we've ever seen. And then you got Giannis Antetokounmpo, who's, you know, just the greatest person to ever touch a basketball in his life. I mean, how could you not gravitate to something like that? I mean, and then growing up for me, my mother is from Chicago, so she's always been a Bulls fan. So that's kind of how I grew my love for Mike. Um, as I got older and it started for myself, actually when I was a kid, my favorite player was Tracy McGrady because yeah. that guy that guy was crazy. <laughs> the stuff Tracy McGrady was doing was crazy. But believe it or not, basketball truly was my first love. Um, it wasn't until I got about till the age about seven or eight where I really gravitated more towards football. But when I was younger, six and five and six and seven years old, I always wanted to play basketball. So that was yeah, that's how I kind of fell in love with it. No, that's interesting. And I'm I, I share with you guys as far as like you're a kid growing up and what you play and just the sport in general, basketball was my first love. And then golf came around for things that I just, you know, naturally gravitated towards. 
And I think anyone working at this station, if you're not a football fan, you're kind of a weirdo, right? It's just <laughs> football's so big in America and then here in Ohio, college football, pro football. But, yeah, I'm like like you guys. I mean, I think I had a basketball in my hand probably by the time I was four years old and then playing rec league and like the, the little bit of high school athletics that I did get involved with was making that freshman basketball team. That was a big deal for me. But – of course, I grew up a, a Michael Jordan fan, like any kid in the mid late '90s, and then, you know, living where I lived, following the Washington Bullets, who sucked at the time. But I'll yeah. never forget getting a, getting a couple of those guys from the Fab Five. Juwan Howard yeah, joined the man. club. I think right before that, it was Chris Weber, and then the trades happened. Mm-hmm. So uh, Rasheed Wallace was on the Wizards way back Ball when. Don't so, lie. Yeah, yeah, Ball yeah. Don't lie. It's some big time college athletes from because I followed that sport so heavily. And then that kind of, you know, back then when you know it was less of the one and dones, I felt like there was more of a connection between college basketball and the pros because yeah. you'd usually get that guy that wasn't just a one-year play. You might get a three-year star, right. and then somebody would transition into the league and then become a superstar in in the NBA as yeah. well. And it's it's less of that now. I feel – I mean, don't you agree, Maddie? there's more of a divide between college basketball and the oh, NBA? And 100%. we got the one, the one and done is going to be stricken now, so you won't even get the uh, right. the Zion shows or the, one, the Anthony Davis shows anymore. That's going to be gone here. It's rare, man. It's rare that you get a guy like a Dame Lillard, right? You get that story where he stuck around for four years in college, then goes on to the league and balls out. But, yeah, these guys, man, they're just seeing that opportunity, and I don't blame them, right? You're looking at your dream, that golden ticket that you've always wanted to cash in. It's right there. So sticking around in college doesn't make a ton of sense if you're good Good enough to get to the league right away. Yeah, Tyvis, what's what's got you freaking out about the Cavs? I mean, I know I know what has you freaking out about the Cavs, but how how exciting uh-huh. is that to be a fan of a team that's you know had LeBron for so long, didn't get it the first time around, got it the second time around, and now they're making a push again in a different era. You know, it's it's everything. You know, the Cavs was a team that was very fun to watch last year. But you can all you can see when they got up in big games, you know, it was something missing. And and to me, I think they answered what they were missing. They were missing the guy that once Darius Garland wasn't facilitating or wasn't on the court, that they have somebody who could still go get buckets. And I think they answered the bell by getting Donovan Mitchell because that's exactly what he does. You know, he comes in and he gets buckets and he's he can take a game over at any given moment. So this Cavs team, with them being so young, I mean, I. The only the only thing is I, I need to see how it all comes together. Does he fit in? You know, because the the Cavs do a great job of swinging the ball around. Darius Garland obviously was ball dominant. Um, he's going to have to give up a little bit of that, obviously, to Donovan Mitchell. But I want to see how it comes together. And then when we get down to the stretch of it, I want to see J.B. Bickerstaff be better as a coach. I think it was a couple of games in that play-in where he just got out coached. So I want to see if he was able to progress and learn from those mistakes and if he actually is a better coach this year, especially towards down the, the edge. But I'm excited. It's an exciting time in Cleveland. I'm definitely going to a Cavs game this year. Yeah. And I can't wait. Let's go together, man, because I could scratch that off the list. All three of us, we should go to a Cavs game because I haven't been in uh, – I haven't actually been to a game. I, wa- I went to a watch party there when the Cavs made their last trip to the finals okay. before LeBron left. It I was – I don't remember the last time. It's probably been like four years since I've been to a Cavs game. This was incredible, though. I mean, every seat was full for the Celtics-Cavs watch party. It was a Game 7. Conference Finals, yeah. That was Eastern Conference Game 7, I think. 
Kevin Boston. Kevin yeah, Love was out for that yeah. game, I believe. So yeah, that it's on and popping. I, I went up a few years ago and you know, T mentioned Giannis, and I actually got had the pleasure of watching Giannis oh, up close. It is purse. It's he's just a different human being, man. Like I, you you see I'm good him. guy I'm too. To tell everybody, Matty, I yeah, fan, you, man. Yeah, you you you've been on it, Tyvis, because man, if you have the chance to go watch Giannis in person, do it. Because TV doesn't do it justice. Because you know you're out there and he's competing with guys that are in similar stature to him. But when you see him on the court with professional athletes, your eyes just immediately see that he's just cut from a different cloth. I mean, just physically, the way he runs, jumps, does it all. I mean, the dude has it all. And this is really kind of just the beginning of his career. So I did go up to the Cavs game a few years ago to watch Giannis, and that was that was incredible, man. It That's really nice. Was. Like, seeing that player yeah. in, in particular yeah. live is something that you want to almost check off a bucket list if you're a basketball fan. Matty Ice is with us. I won't keep you too much longer, yeah, buddy. Tyvis Powell, of course, is is on the phone. Little Buckeye Show extra podcast tonight. Uh, getting getting some guys from the other fan shows here for you. So let, letting you hear what that sounds like. But I, you know, the big acquisition, obviously, Spider Mitchell, Donovan Mitchell. I've loved this guy since he was at Louisville. And I, I don't know if I expected this kind of impact, this kind of dominance, which impresses me with his lack of size. I, I love that about guys that aren't six foot six, six foot seven that go in because it tells you like a Damian Lillard, right? Right. What an impressive basketball specimen they are mm-hmm. and how they think the game. But then the athleticism, you don't have to be six foot six, six foot seven to be a ridiculous athlete. Right. You could be six foot to six, three and still have that. Is there a guy because you watch all the all the teams, mm-hmm. man. Beyond, you know, Russell Westbrook at his peak, is there more of an explosive guy than Donovan Mitchell when he's fully healthy? I think the dude right now that could give him a run for his money athletically would be Ja Morant. That that's the name that's jumping to my mind right away. When you look at Ja, not yeah, yeah. not the tallest <laughs> no dude, doubt. right? Not the tallest dude, not the strongest dude, but that explosiveness we've seen Ja dunking on dudes for years now since he's been in the league. And I think Donovan may he may not have that same type of bounce. He has plenty of bounce to get up to the rim and put it on your head if need be. Real quick before I hand it back to Tyvis, the one thing that I loved about Donovan Mitchell, because you guys brought up his offensive output, that's not what I'm worried about. He's an all-star caliber player. I'm gonna love that. But I've seen some quotes coming from him that he's going to dedicate himself to the defense end of the floor. And I think if that's going to be real, if he's going to hold up his word and really stand on what he said about him being a much better defensive player with what they have behind him with Mobley and Jared Allen protecting the rim, man, you get some resistance up front at point of attack from Donovan Mitchell along with Darius Garland, whatever he's going to be defensively. That's going to be big because those two dudes talking Garland and uh, Donovan Mitchell, you can't guard those guys. You you can't Mm -hmm. guard them. But on the other end, if this Cavs team, if they're going to get decent effort from their guards defensively, that's what I think could take them to a whole nother level. I mean, yeah, if you, if you think about the Cavs last year, they were top in the league in defense, and that's mm-hmm. something that really kind of went under the radar that people kind of forgot that the Brown, the, not the Browns, the Cavs were, were a highly uh, ranked defensive team, and if they could continue that, then that's obviously going to create more open, fast breaks, and that's going to create points right there in itself. But if, he's, if you got a guy that's coming in that's dedicating himself to being – a defensive guy, first of all, I think that's a requirement. I think that's one of the big requirements because if you – it's like going to a team that's the top team in defense and you're not a defensive player, like James Harden going to one of these top defensive teams. Yeah, he's going to have to learn how to play defense if you're going to be out here. You have to fit that mold. And I think if you got a guy who's coming in, which 
Donovan Mitchell has been nothing but great since he's been in Cleveland. I mean, he did media day yeah. last week. He lost and it. He freaking, and freaking stayed. Everybody left. And he stayed and answered and talked to every news outlet, no matter how big or small it was. He made sure he stayed and talked to everybody. He said dude was there four hours past the time he was supposed to be. So, you know, you got a guy, and it shows you he got high character. And I, you, it's easy to root for a guy like that. It's, it's almost <laughs> as important as the actual basketball play because you said it Maddie the NBA it's like a big drama series <laughs> and the, the team that can avoid that and do the best mm-hmm. and actually have something called chemistry mm-hmm. in that league it could be a windfall look at where, where Brooklyn's been at the Kevin Durant Kyrie Irving era yeah they're dead in the water has been a mess wait, wait a minute they they won me 50 bucks so we're not gonna talk bad on them they did win you 50 bucks from me <laughs> <You're doing laughs> from me because i bet tyvis that they would both get out of there i thought they would get traded after all the drama that oh, went down oh, that this they would season. both leave so i still oh, okay. owe tyvis yeah. 50 dollars but to your well, point want a title though <laughs> that's what matters to your right. point timmy all the distraction and the dramas have held them back. There's been other stuff going on, but there's just been so much negative around that franchise that that they haven't been able to get out of their own way. I don't think that's going to be the case with the Cavs, man. They got this young core that they can build around for years, and I just think the future's crazy bright. Yeah, you guys got me pumped up for basketball, and then November 1st, we get to see the Buckeyes play. (laughs) They're going to get out there. They're going to play Chaminade. College basketball is here. What a, what an awesome early season slate. Yeah, man. That's what's so great. You get the November football schedule. You get really big college basketball games. Tyvis, we know we just don't get them at the Schottenstein Center. They're going to be all away from home in Hawaii. And then uh, Durham at Duke. Yeah. That's going to be something. John Shire's yeah. first year. Man, can't we just need justice suing healthy, right, Tyvis? All year we need him healthy. That's it. I think they went out there and did an incredible job of getting some some talent around him. Like me and you talked about on the Buckeye show. I mean, they not only did they go get guys, they got guys who were like the guy or the second guy on these on some of these good teams. So it's gonna be so exciting to see it all come together. It's not just justice suing. I mean, yes. When you need a bucket, he can definitely get it done, and it's going to be nice to see him healthy once again. But he got dogs that's on the side of him that can hoop just as good as he can. So it's going to be nice to see. If they develop some chemistry, they can be really dangerous. Nobody's really talking about them right now, but that's a team that if they put it all together, they can really make some noise in this uh, in college basketball this season. I'm, I'm with both you guys. Like he, he He's such a key. What, a couple years ago, right? I think he was third on the team in scoring behind Dwayne and EJ. So we know – he can provide you that. I like his size. I like his strength. Like, I think he can check a lot of boxes for this team. So you have him as a potential rock with another veteran guy like Zed Key and some other dudes that have been around the program. But I can't wait to see this recruiting class, right? This 2022 class that came in, highly touted recruiting class, and which guys emerge as real contributors for Coach Holman and his staff, whether it's Roddy Gale or Thornton or some of these other dudes that were in that 2022 cycle. That looked like a good class. And you know in basketball, Timmy, especially in college basketball, you can have freshmen come in and make a real impact for you. And if you can have that with some of the veteran guys we're talking about, then I'm with you guys, man, that this could be a nice little season for Chris Holtman in the gang. Let me me finish up this little pod with you guys with a little Buckeye football, like like I promised the people. They get it all the time when when we're on there at 6 o'clock for the regular radio show. But, I mean, I, I went with this take this week. Obviously, it's great to win games by 40 and 50 points. But I don't know, man. There's a – am I crazy for wanting 
it's just something I know the common sense says you want to win a game by as many points as humanly possible. The less danger, mm-hmm. the better. And I'm not necessarily saying, oh, I want a one possession game at the mm-hmm. end, but I just I want to play and beat a team that matters more than that's really what it is. If you can have Alabama there and beat them by 35, that would be unbelievable, right? Or Georgia and you beat them by 35, yeah. that would be great. I just want someone on the schedule to play and beat that matters. You see what I'm saying, Matt? Real quick, because I understand. I think I understand what you're saying before I hand it off to T. Let me give you an example that I think you're referring to. Something like USC in their game against Oregon State a couple weeks ago, where they had to find a way to tough out a game and grind out a win. Is that what you're talking about? Like, some of these games have been a little too easy. You don't know if they've been tested in the way of a four-quarter grind. Is what that I where mean, you're at? What I mean is that I want to know that the team is good. Like, I want okay. to know that Penn State, you know, win, is a top-10 team. And then I want to play them and beat them handedly, like, by two or three touchdowns. So I, I know a little bit more of what our team's got with focus when a better opponent. I don't want to necessarily play down to Rutgers level. Right. You know what I mean? I got you. I just want to see a – I guess I, I needed Wisconsin to be better. I, I need I, Iowa to be better, but right. they're not. They suck. Wisconsin sucks. Penn State <laughs> – I guarantee you Penn State will lose their game going into the Ohio State game. I don't even know who the hell they're playing, but I guarantee you they'll lose that one, so it'll take a little bit of the steam out of the matchup. Where are you at with that, Tyvis? I'm, I, I get what he's saying, but where I'm at with it is this. I just want to be able to turn the game on and see dominance, and that, to me, is still not what it is. You know, the Rucker game, yeah, you 39-point win, yeah, for sure. You would think it's dominant, but it's a couple of passes that got completed in, in the red zone. And some, some, they went after a couple of our guys. Like, I don't, I don't like that. I wanted us to give them nothing. Like, why can't we – the linebackers are fine, are playing unbelievable. The defensive line even provides pressure. But right now, to me, the biggest question mark is the secondary. Mm-hmm. And I, that's, like, that's alarming to me. Maybe because I'm a former DB that maybe that's why it means something to me. But also, when you, go, when you think about it, as you get towards the, the end of the year and you get to these bowl games and the CFP, teams are going to throw the ball. Like, they, right. they, it gets much more talented at the wide receiver position. And right now, I don't know if, if okay, for example, if we was playing USC, mm-hmm. I don't know who I would say, you know what, you got Jordan Addison all game one-on-one. We don't have that guy. And that bothers that's right. me because you need – that's like the recipe for success. You have to have some type of corner or DB that you can say, hey, go get that guy. We can match him skill for skill. And we don't have that. And that's alarming to me because the elite teams that we're going to see if we make it to the championship is they will have a guy at receiver that's going to be a problem. Yes. So that's – that's where I'm at on that. Like, offensively, I think they're fine. I think they, they look dominant on offense. They can run the ball. They can pass the ball. They can do whatever they want at will. That's that's what I'm talking about. I need to see that on the defensive side of the ball as well. 100% with you because that's what I've been saying to people. That's the one thing that's holding me up for really stamping this team as the best team in the country is yeah. that secondary not being tested. And I think that's a great example because you they got Addison. They got Mario Williams. Jerry Rice's kid is a, is a weapon for them too. So, that I don't know, and I couldn't wait to ask you guys this. Could that test, Tyvis, come in the form of the Maryland Terrapins? 
And the reason why I bring them up is if you watch Maryland this year, Talia, he trusts a lot of dudes to get them the rock. And you got Jared and you got Demas Jr. on the outside last game. He spread it around in nine, ten different receivers. I mean, you look at the schedule at Penn State, that atmosphere, it'll be fine, good, but it's a day game. They They have a veteran quarterback in Sean Clifford, so maybe he could do that. But I'm just looking at that Maryland game on the road with Michigan right around the corner the week after. I think, T, that may be the team that could test this secondary because I'm 100% with you. That's the one thing that I don't know. But looking at their schedule, I don't know who's going to test them outside of Maryland. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, and I, I I agree with you because Talia is a guy that, you know, he's got to live up to that name because of how good his brother was down at Alabama. And it's a little unfair to just say, oh, little brother, you should be as good as big brother. But he's holding his own. Guy's holding his own. Yeah, Looks like a real player. And he can spin it. When he gets mm-hmm. protection, he can f- make all those NFL throws. It's going to be interesting to see where his progression goes. But Jarrett's been a good receiver for a long time. You know, Maryland, going all the way back to Stefan Diggs, they have uh, – <laughs> who's your Baltimore Raven before that that uh, was a good player for Maryland? Uh, Tyvis, who is the dude that that played for Baltimore, played for the Niners as well? Bolden? Uh, not not. He didn't Bolden. go to – not Bolden. I'll I'll look it up. But Maryland has put in a lot of skill position players to the NFL. They just haven't had that overall team abundance of talent right. to survive and have like a 10-win season. But I'm almost going to be rooting for them against Purdue to see if they can keep that record going, get into the top 25, and and go that way. And how, how about this, boys? Penn State is at Michigan. The week before. Before. Oh, so wow. they will lose. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think. I think. You know, that's that's the other thing. But – but before I let you guys go, the fake punt debacle. The only reason this became a thing is because Greg had to run over there and turn it into more. There was a little player scuffle or else the actual fact of a fake punt when they're trying to block the punt, score being what it is in the fourth quarter, whatever. It just got blown up and it just had to be a whole lot of goofiness over nothing, right? I agree. Yeah. Go ahead, T. No, I just think it was one of those things that you teach a punter that, you know, if you see green, go. And this was his first time in the game where he was like, oh, shoot, this is what they trained me to do, so I'm going to take it. Now, what he did realize is that, yeah, I'm up 39 points and it looks bad and I shouldn't do this, but you can't be mad at a kid for doing something that he's been trained to do. So, yeah, I think it just got blown up just because of the fact that, it, to to the to the fan and to the naked eye that don't know, it looks disrespectful. You know, we up thirty nine points and you run a fake punt. It looks completely disrespectful. But if you understand what the punter's assignment is and why he did what he did, and you listen to Ryan Day after the game say, "Yeah, we we didn't we did not call that. He did that on his own." Like, how can you be mad at Ryan Day for something like that? But yeah, I don't. It was something that was just a misunderstanding between coaches. Um, and Greg Schiano obviously blew it up and made it a big story. That's exactly what it was. And I'll say this. I think that moment for Coach Day is such a big-time win for him because I think that could be a message to his players that, yeah, I got you, but also that could be a message to recruits and families of recruits to see that the head coach is going to have our back. And I just think that's a good message to send that, hey, when things go down, whether I used to coach with that guy or not, you come after us. I don't care. We're yeah. coming after you. And I think that was a good moment for Coach Day to publicly show the world that I'm riding for my guys. You don't back down from Rutgers. Not Rutgers. at all. Rutgers. No. I don't care who you are. That could be 
Woody Hayes' ghost right. coaching for Rutgers. You come after me. You're getting these hands. Wearing those. Yeah. You're getting these hands. That logo, <laughs> it, it's, go, it's going down. Boys, thanks for doing this. Matty Ice, obviously from Rothman and Ice, 12 to 3. Thanks for jumping on, man. We don't get to do it hardly sure. ever. Uh, thanks for staying late. That's awesome. Tyvis, uh, weird weird week for us, but I'll be seeing you soon, my man. Hopefully, man. I, I don't know what to do with myself. I mean, five, six o'clock comes up, and I'm just just sitting around doing nothing. This is unfortunate, Tim. <laughs> Make some dinner, okay? Make the dinners. You didn't like my sandwich this morning. Oh, he had the breakfast sandwich up there. I don't know if you No, he texted it to me. He didn't post that, but Oh, what was in this sandwich? A little breakfast my sandwich da- battle right here. Oh. My daughter came and stole the sandwich, so <laughs> I didn't really get to enjoy the whole thing. Bacon, egg, and cheese. That's always a win. That's always a yeah. win. You can't go wrong with that. I see you, T. Come on now. Look, I'm trying to and trying to work work on my cooking skills. Yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm not where Tim is with it at any means, hey. but you know. You better get your cooking. You better get those cooking skills right, or you're gonna end up like Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> now that's funny. <laughs> that is good. I love seeing people's families dissolve. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh, you know what? He deserves it. It's the price of seven Super Bowls. <laughs> Family problems. I'm kidding. Oh, I'm kidding. Man. All right, guys. All right, guys. All right, guys. Good stuff. All right, see you, Tyvis. See you later. And that's it, everybody. Once again, thank you so much for checking us out here on the Buckeye Show's podcast feed. Get it anywhere you get your audio. Make sure you're subscribed. If you're listening on Apple Pods, we sure would appreciate a five-star rating. And write something there in the comments section about... Now, other guys that you'd like to listen to, if you want me to grab a different fan host here in a booth for a little bit and catch up with him or her, you know, Jen Winters has been helping us out too. I should get Jen on one of these. That that would be fun. Maybe grab Lori Schmidt from the days of yesteryear. I, I know she just joined Common Man on uh, an hour of their show here in the last month or two, so that would be cool. But, yeah, write something down there, and you guys – Have a great rest of your day whenever you're listening to this. And I'll see you soon, maybe tomorrow at 6 o'clock on the Buckeye Show. Thanks again. See you later.